I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. Might be a little echoey in here. Hello, everybody. We are recording live from Sophie's brand new and as of yet unfurnished apartment. Thank you. (laughs) I just want to clarify that it's not because I don't have furniture. It's just that it's not here. (laughs) But like, maybe I just won't get any. Maybe I'll get a bunch of milk crates from work and put my mattress on top of it. I think you should, like, it would be a good aesthetic for you if you just started, like, sleeping with your bare back against the, like, hardwood floor. Yeah, or, like, on a piece of plywood. Yeah, you just did, like, chance. Yeah. I kind of like that for you. This is my, like, space, you know? (laughs) My, um, like, psychosis right now is that I keep downloading audiobooks from the library about minimalism. (laughs) (laughs) But Honestly, I have, and, and I like will listen to them and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm also listening to an audiobook about running, even though I hate running and I just force myself to do it like twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> when I was stalking at the store today, they were playing music and got my mind set on you came on and I was like, oh, we doing that kind of mental illness today, huh? <laughs> Dude, got my mind set on you is like the song that they would play if I was like a robot trained for war. <laughs> You know? And they were like, she's totally fine and a normal human just made sure that the song Got My Mind Set On You by George Harrison never never plays. plays. (laughs) (laughs) That song comes on and my eyes immediately turn to lasers because I'm just (laughs) ready to be a disruptor. That's so funny. only be psychotic too. I know. That's a mania song Abracadabra by the Steve Miller band. <laughs> That's true. Down Under by Men at Work. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought of a couple the other day and then I couldn't remember what they were but there was one that I was like oh this song I only listen to it when I'm not good. All these songs bang though. Yeah they That's objectively. Fun. Oh also um you may be right by Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Anything but ordinary by Avril Lavigne. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Avril heads no. <laughs> How are you doing? We're both in the throes of moving right now, so yeah. this is gonna be a little bit of a cobbled together operation for the next couple of weeks. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. My roommate moved into the apartment over the weekend, Mm -hmm. so, like, everything's set up except for, like, I haven't fully moved in yet, Mm -hmm. and I just started a second job, Mm -hmm. Um, so I went, like, a week and a half where I was working every day, but now I have, like, a couple days off, so that's what's going on with me. Yeah. And I'm living in my old apartment. But with 1.5 times as many people mm-hmm. and also most of my stuff in boxes. Yes. So it's good. Feels good. Yeah, I'm glad that your roommates already moved in because honestly my shower is broken so I need to take a shower here and I need someone's body wash to steal. Yeah, you can use hers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you ever like... Okay, this is so brutal for me to admit to. You ever in like the house of someone and you don't really like them, so you're like, okay, what can I do? I should just like steal some of their toiletries or something, and then they have the audacity to not even have good ones. Yeah, and you're like, so you're like, oh, I guess I'll leave it since you want to live like an animal. Oh my god, dude. When I seriously, when I was living in like the last apartment that I was living in. Every week I would discover a new cleaning supply that I consider to be essential that was not stocked yes. in the apartment. And I was like, how... Nothing is being cleaned. How is this... How is a home without bleach? <laughs> a house is not a home if there's no bleach. It's just... A chair is not a chair if there's no bleach sitting on it. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... 
come home. You know when you're you're um you come home and you look in the fridge and you know there's nothing in the fridge. But you keep looking. But you keep looking anyways yeah. and you're like I just find it comforting to know that there is bleach there that I could drink. Me too. It's important <laughs> to have access to your comfort items at all times. Dude, one time my ex-girlfriend and I went to New Brunswick mm-hmm. and we were staying at her friend's house and I was like packing for the plane, right? So mm-hmm. we can only take carry-on. And she was like, oh, don't bother bringing toiletries. We'll just use Jason's shit. I get there. Okay. Keep in mind that this is a 26-year-old uh, man's house. Mm-hmm. He's never had a girlfriend. He's <laughs> had sex maybe twice in his life. Okay. Okay. This is fr- this guy's friends with your ex-girlfriend? Yeah, they're like really good friends. He's a super nice guy. He okay. just like got his first girlfriend ever two years ago and she's 45. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? That's a whole vibe. It's a whole vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, he just looks gay. Like, he would have done really well if he was gay, but he's not. Okay. So it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, his house is filthy, and he only has Irish Spring body wash in his shower. That's the only no shampoo available in the yes. whole house. Yes. He has hair. Yeah. 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 This is why I only date guys with long hair. Because I need to know that there's conditioner in the home. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> or bald guys, because at least they don't shed. Yeah, and it's like, you know what to expect. Like, they won't have those things. I love being a hypoallergenic man. <laughs> I, I hate it when it's like, you're at a woman's house. Oh, and she yeah. doesn't even have like she has like whack toilet seat. she doesn't have facial cleanser or like moisturizer like nothing and she's like oh I just washed my face with the bar soap I use in the shower and it's like oh my god yeah bitch you live like this literally literally like I can't relate to that I know like and, I don't even wear makeup and I still wash my face lesbian. right <laughs> It's dark. But there's a I whole mean, mode. naturally cleansing. That's true. <laughs> it's acidic. You're just chemically exfoliating. Dude. <laughs> One time my friend was getting these crazy zits on her face and I yeah. was like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, I just like started dating this new girl and my skin's just like, like readjusting to the pH balance. <laughs> oh my God. Now they're married. Like... I feel like at that point you you know your girl has BB. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. No, it's okay. That is a thing that can happen though. I feel like your skin can react poorly to like other people's skin and stuff like it that. It can for sure. I dated a guy, I don't know if he was fucking unshowered or what it was, but like I just would allergically react to him all the time. Yeah. It's disgusting. I dated a girl that I think was allergic to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, normally I just refer to being allergic to people in, like, a derisive way. But, not like... In a literal <laughs> sense. <Yeah. laughs> Alright, should we talk about stuff? Yeah. Now that we've done a lot of... just Okay, I just want to say one thing, though. Okay. There is a whole type of, like, straight girl mm-hmm. that... Or, like, chaotic bisexual girl... Who wears a shit ton of makeup, yeah. packs it on, and then just never takes it, doesn't take it off, or doesn't take it off properly. They, until they shower. They just, like, shower it off. Yeah, just with, like, water and, like, bar soap, and then they just don't moisturize and then just put on, like, a fucking pound of foundation over top of it. Those are the girls with the dry skin. Yeah, and then it's, it's like, your body, your your insides are like trying to get streaming to get out and you won't release them <laughs> with like a nice oil cleanser. I'm personally, I'm concerned. You know? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Dude, I've had such a bad headache like all week and I think if my brain's just trying to escape my skull. I've been having like my bad body's just self bimbifying I think it's the weather. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just am like have like leftover sickness or something. Could be that too. I think it went to my sinuses. Yeah. <laughs> when, 
Whenever I have a sinus infection, my mom says something that loosely translates to you have ghosts in your nose. I love that. <laughs> That's really cute, actually. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have a headache, and she's like, you just have ghosts in your nose. <laughs> well, haven't you heard that, like, old wives' tale? What? That, um, like, when your nose is clogged, it's because a ghost is, like, fucking your nose. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, you have, like, a ghost dick in your nose. <laughs> And the ghost has two dicks, and that's why both of your nostrils can. It's not, I'm not getting I'm not getting deep. deep. <laughs> One ghost for each nostril. No. <laughs> okay, please let's. <laughs> love to discover the fourth and fifth hole on my serious political podcast. Okay, let's talk about. This. Been a lot of discourse. There has this week. Lots of discourse. It's it's just been the the free marketplace of ideas on on, uh, on Twitter.com. Babe, if Twitter's the free marketplace of ideas, I'm broke. <laughs> I am not participating in the marketplace. I'm outside <laughs> of the marketplace. <laughs> I'm uh, foregoing money and living in a cave. <laughs> leaving merely to barter once every couple of weeks when I get hungry. (laughs) (laughs) The main thing that was happening this week, or one of them, was uh, people were talking about whether or not boomer is a slur. If boomer is the first ageist slur. Right. Because several articles have come out this week as written by boomers. Of course. They're the ones writing the articles. Yeah, of course. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Um, I do feel like it's a slur. Okay. But I don't think that that's a bad thing. Okay, slurs are dread. You heard it her first on Dumb Bitch Media. But like, lots of things are slurs. Okay. It doesn't mean we don't say them. Yeah, okay. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's a little bit of an overstatement because the whole, like, okay boomer phenomenon isn't... It's meant in a derisive way, but not a derogatory way. Okay. So, can it really be a slur? I, for one, think that it's a beautiful addition to the conversation. Yeah. About, like, intergenerational tensions, I guess, (laughs) and frictions. Because if you think about it, it's like, maybe maybe it is a slur. Because the way that I always think about a slur... Okay, so I had a, an argument with my brother, like, a year ago. And I had to explain to him why calling me a cunt is wrong. Oh my god. Um, I deserved it. I was being a cunt. But that's for you to say. Yeah, but then I, I gave him a really... Uh, extensive lecture about what makes a slur a slur. Okay. And I think that it's a one word thing that can just slice you down. Right. Right? That you can't like the argument is over. Yeah. Once you start calling names Mm -hmm. in my opinion especially certain names right so i think that boomer is a slur but it's positive because like we finally have a tool to end those conversations that we can finally have one word that we can use to shut down and win arguments in like a cruel way against old white dudes yeah you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It like, does. And it's like, I got mad at him because I was like, there's nothing I can say to you that's the equivalent of that. Yeah. Because nothing applies to you. Yeah. In the same, so that's why it's a slur. same way. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So like previously we haven't had the linguistic tools <laughs> to abuse like older people specifically men in this way we're watching a linguistic development happening and i think that it's positive i think that that's beautiful (laughs) um i guess i guess the thing is like a lot of people get weird about the word slur Mm -hmm. but my opinion is that 
certain words that we literally should never say Mm -hmm. should not be classified as slurs. Right. That should be, like, a separate thing. Because, you know, like, obviously, like, calling a woman a cunt is a slur. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe calling a lesbian a dyke is a slur if you're meaning mm-hmm. it in a derogatory way. But the fact right. that I can even say those words mm-hmm. means that they're not as bad as some other slurs. Like the N-word. Like the N-word. or Yeah. Right. That's the main. I think that's the only one that we shouldn't say. Um, yeah, probably. Ever in any context, right? Mm-hmm. So shouldn't that just be a separate thing? Because people are always like, oh, if you call it a slur, you're equating it to the N-word, right? But that's not necessarily I, true. I, I think there are, are definitely, like, gradations yeah. of slurs. Because there's... <laughs> I, I don't know if, like, being okay with being self-referential mm-hmm. through using slurs makes it not a slur, you know? Because obviously, like, I'm not going to police anyone's language, and I think it's totally fine when black people say the N-word. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, like, obviously, like, it's similarly fine for, like, of course, for you to say dyke, but I, I understand what you're saying in that, like, it, it, the gradation that exists is that it's probably okay for people that you're cool with that you know are joking that aren't homophobic to say dyke around you. Yeah. And I would argue that, I, I mean, I can't speak for black people, but I, I'm not going to say the N-word around black people even if they thought I was joking and were cool. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not okay. It's, it's like, it's very much like jazz music just stops playing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it's like, you know, we need like a term for every generation, a slur for every minority, <laughs> a boat in every port, Who's, a hole in every city. I just want to say, <laughs> who invents new slurs? How do you get the job? Could be you. Thank you. <laughs> who would you invent a slur for? There aren't enough good ones for Italians. Okay. I'll come out and say that. Also, um, (laughs) (laughs) very brave of me to say. I think we should have more slurs for like kind of Mediterranean. We should have more slurs for European people in general. Oh, I'd love to see a slur for French people, for Greeks. Yeah. (laughs) We need better slurs for French Canadians. Yes. Like, it's not hurting anyone when you call someone like a Frenchie or fraud or whatever. No. Like, the only good French Canadian slur is a slur that French Canadians have for English Quebecers. Yes. Blockhead. Uh, yeah, I love that. But that's like. Tetrare. That's so for the. Yeah. <laughs> for the French For the real heads. Yeah. That's what my dad used to get called. That's very funny. Because his dad was English. Even though he <laughs> went to French school and didn't speak English. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a, <laughs> it's a blood quantum thing. It's about it a, is. It's a pure long. It is. <laughs> <laughs> pure lang? Pure lang, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wish there were worse slurs for natives, although... It, <laughs> already makes it already gives me great joy to see the discomfort on like white people's faces when I refer to natives or more so Indians. I was gonna say when you say Indians and people get uncomfortable. But it shouldn't make anyone uncomfortable. No, it's I the know. weirdest thing. But that's right? the thing is like that's like a small scale version of when black people call each other the n-word and white people get weird about it. Yeah, I, I right? guess it, it's like, it's the discomfort rather than like the literal policing. The, the funniest reaction, which like I don't think is wrong or bad by any standards, but is when I say Indians and people say, are we allowed to say that now? And I'm like, well, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we? The big, the big question is, what are we saying now? I have to explain the like. I've umbra- heard that happen a couple times. The umbrella term, and then like the. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have to explain that like indigenous is the umbrella and then there's like First Nations, Inuit and Mati, at least in Canada. Yeah. And then like within that there's like individual like groups groups and then within that there's nations. And like you're not supposed but... to say Indian or Aboriginal anymore if you're white. <laughs> yeah. And like I don't and like but in the same way, like I don't I, like on your you're saying that there's like gradations of slurs. Yeah. Like if someone I like and I'm friends with and I have like a joking roast style relationship with and calls me an Indian I don't fucking care yeah or like you know a man calls me like a bitch or a cunt or something and we're friends and we're joking around yeah it doesn't matter I think a part a big part of what makes a slur a slur is like the intent and whether or not you use it in anger the context yeah if the reason that you say the word is to degrade the party that the word is intended for, that's not even if it's on an, a one-to-one individual basis. Yeah, like that's obviously a slur. What makes it a yeah. slur? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, slurs cracked. Mm-hmm. We've hacked the code. You're welcome. This is linguistics, much media. It is. <laughs> Literally in your case, I just have a lot of opinions. <laughs> My mom has a PhD in English literature, and therefore I have a lot of epigenetic epigenetic knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> I made a joke about epigenetics the other day, and my coworker was like, "Oh my god, right? I feel like I was really at the Holocaust." <laughs> She's Jewish. (laughs) You're like, it's a joke. I was like, okay. (laughs) The limitations on my epigenetic knowledge is that my mom drank when I was in utero and presumably her mom drank while she was in utero. That's like actual genetics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's tangible intergenerational trauma. There's this, there was an episode of that show, Transparent, where, mm-hmm. like, one of the, like, kids of the, like, trans woman that the show was centered around starts really getting into epigenetics because she goes back to school and wants to write, like, a thesis about epigenetic trauma. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Israel. <laughs> and just, like, there's all these scenes of her just, like, wandering around Israel being really upset about, like, how Israelis treat Palestinian people and, like, crying and just, like, monologuing about epigenetics. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, so boomer, slur, but it's dread. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the official TBM I just think that it's so stupid that... Boomers have really made their entire thing deriding the younger generations without acknowledging any of their own ills. Yeah. Which have, you know, ruined the environment and the marketplace for jobs and apartments (laughs) (laughs) and kind of the larger economy, I suppose. People's ability to go to school. And then rather than reflecting inward, they have continuously decided to place blame on lazy millennials and weirdo zoomers and (laughs) special snowflakes and whatever so i think that it's time for us to to, to slur boomers because i've been subjected to so many 45-year-old open micers make doing uh, snowflakes uh, materials. Hey, we can do boomer jokes now. <laughs> Super cut Evan Sophie on stage. Just okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, Baby boomer boomers. on stage. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, did we predict this? <laughs> Damn. We used to do a bit where we would pretend to be too older male comedians and our names were Dave and Boomer. Sophie's Boomer, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Remember we used to make people guess which one was Boomer? <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely more of a, a Boomer. Not in the literal sense. Not in the slur way. No. <laughs> 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 Although 
Although your haircut right now is very Gen X Thanks. in a stylish way. All right. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. <laughs> All right. I guess like speaking on the the failings of the younger generations, we've also seen the government of Ontario impose a quote-unquote new ban on cell phones in schools. Yeah. Okay. I have takes about this. Okay, so I initially was like, oh, maybe that's positive if what they're doing is, for example, taking the cell phone at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Or the beginning of the class. Yeah. Even, and then returning it. But they're just saying kids can't use them in class unless it's for educational purposes, Mm -hmm. which is so stupid because it's like, the excuse, my cell phone is my calculator, has literally been around since I was in high school. Yeah, same. First of all. <laughs> or like, a, my mom's <laughs> texting me, sorry. Sorry, my sixth grandmother died. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you don't understand about my family, is that when I'm texting, there's always an emergency. <laughs> sorry, I'm tracking my calories. <laughs> Literally me and I. Can you please let me do my eating disorder in class? (laughs) You're not respecting my uh, mental illness right now. (laughs) I have accommodations for a reason. Um, I have an eating disorder and it's your duty to accommodate me. So (laughs) if you see me on my fitness balance class, mind your business. of like this <laughs> sorry my brother and I were having an argument last night about me body shaming him when he was younger but I don't remember it okay but he was like you made me feel so bad about my fat arms and I was like it's because I was projecting about my own fat arms and excuse me but I had an eating disorder My friend the other day was like, oh, this older lady came into work and we started talking about eating disorders, so I gave her all my old tips. And I was like, what? But then it turns out she just met because this woman's, like, friend's daughter just got diagnosed with an eating disorder, so she was, like, telling her about what it was like. But I thought she was, like, giving her tips on how to do an eating disorder. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. I was like, what? (laughs) Why? Sorry, what were you gonna say? Okay, so like after we were out of school, mm-hmm. there was, and I mean even like a little bit before, but definitely after, there was a huge uprise in the trend of like integrating technology into the classroom, right? Because they were yeah. so resistant to technology for so long when people had cell phones and stuff like that. And then after we left, because I worked in outdoor ed for a long time, so I saw this trend, they were bringing technology into the classroom, having like laptops in every class, iPads, whatever doing all this online learning and then kids were not doing well with it Mm -hmm. so now there's a huge backswing into like like um technology free classrooms so like when i was working in outdoor ed still we were getting way more schools coming and then they were talking Mm -hmm. about how they were setting up like outdoor classrooms and like they were doing like all this stuff Mm -hmm. because they integrated too much technology into the classroom so people weren't getting the balance and then they were going the other way and i was like why don't you just fucking not have cell phones in the classroom you know what I mean like just go back to the way it was before yeah they were doing (laughs) they were probably like doing those children a disservice because it's like you already know that when they get out of a time that's being like uh organized and like basically like structured by somebody else they're going to use electronics anyways anyways whether it's their phone or their laptop, or, you know, their PlayStation, or all of those things simultaneously. Yeah. So it's like, all you're doing now is guaranteeing that young people are with, accompanied by their screens. 100% of the time. 100% of the time, right? And it's like that joke that's like, when you're at work, and you're like, oh, I hate bad screen, I can't wait to go home and look at good screen. It's so real, though. Right? Yeah, no, of course. And... Like, ultimately, I think that's just training people... To be in the workforce. Yeah, and to be, unfortunately, like, reliant on, but also addicted to 
their devices. Yeah. And a lot of the complaints that people have had, which is why they're integrating all of this, like, fucking, like, outdoor classroom bullshit, which, by the way, is so annoying. Do you know how many teachers I talked to when I worked in outdoor ed who would be like, so I'm thinking of setting up an outdoor classroom. Like, what would you recommend? Like, where can I get, like, stumps for stools? <laughs> Dude. Isn't that dark? A home sense-ass bitch makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's not the point, right? Like, that's not what this is about. Like, um, do, like, why don't you log off Pinterest for five <laughs> fucking minutes? But their complaints were that there was a huge uprise in ADHD and kids. Mm-hmm. But when you're forcing someone to look at a fucking screen all the time, what do you think is going to happen? There's yeah. no unstructured time. And I know that they say that TV doesn't cause ADHD, which is obviously true. But when I look at my fucking screen all day, mm-hmm. I feel antsy too. And I don't have ADHD. Yeah. And I'm an adult. Yeah, so, like, I, I've been struggling with this a little bit. Like, I've been feeling just, like, anchored yeah. to my phone, especially because, like, I know that there's always something, like, going on yeah. with it and stuff, but I do feel better since I've been, like, forcing myself to ignore it, and it, it's, like, I do have ADHD, so I, like, already have problems with my attention span and stuff but it got to the point where I had to start forcing myself to like watch tv or play video games not too because otherwise I would just stare at my fucking yeah phone all the time I like since I've been trying my best to like not be looking at my phone when I'm like with other people and like, I've read more books in the past year than I have since I was, like, literally a teenager. Mm-hmm. But it's a continuous project. Yeah. You know? Like, I literally have to turn my phone off yeah. and put it on the other side of the room. So imagine if that had started too much of a temptation. Exactly. Because I didn't have a cell phone until I was... 12 or 13 which I I know when I was like 15 yeah so like I mean and even then like I didn't have data and stuff no stuff like that (laughs) but like I just think about how we weren't as tied to our devices yeah like as people obviously are now no there's I never used my phone at school yeah like maybe at the end of high school but not really I definitely did so bad I didn't, like, my first two years, I don't think. Yeah. I got Twitter in grade 12, so, like, it really went off from there, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, you know the, like, children's folk artist who's Canadian, Rafi? Are we aware of Rafi? Yeah. Mm. He wrote... Ring, 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 phone. Yeah. (laughs) Rafi's a Canadian icon. He's an immigrant... Okay. He's from Egypt. I didn't know he was Canadian. He is. He, he's from Manitoba. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he wrote a book about, like, urging parents to, like, please not let their children use iPads, like, all the time when they're, like, three and four years old. Yeah. Because there's a very narrow window in which children are able to properly develop social skills and internalize them, right? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you can learn how to use a computer your entire life. I learned how to use a computer when I was 60 years old. Mm-hmm. There's never... It's never going to be too late for them to learn how to use technology. Yeah. And they're so inundated by it all the time. Mm-hmm. Please let your children develop social skills I, w- I was having a, a discussion with my boyfriend about this the other day because he was like if we had like a child tomorrow like what would the rules even like surrounding technology be because it's so difficult now because it's so much more prevalent that people just like let their kids have like ipods and stuff but not only it's not only the fault of like the parents and the i mean ultimately you just like what your kid does or doesn't yeah have access to but the reason why we're so addicted to our devices to some extent is because it's literally somebody's job to ensure that we are yeah it's lots of people's jobs to ensure we are there are a lot of highly paid professionals at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and the App Store and Apple and Android who are literally sitting around doing A-B testing all day figuring out what elements they can integrate into technology that will continually 
reward your brain's pathways in a way that will make you dependent on constantly checking totally. those applications, right? Yeah. So, well, like <laughs> you have to force yourself. Yeah, but I think, you know, basic rules, like, for example, like, when I was a kid, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to have video games at my house, mm-hmm. but I could play at other people's houses, that's fine. Yeah. Like, people are going to have access to that stuff everywhere you go. I just have You don't need to have it in your house. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Time limits, sure, but... Yeah. You know, you start pushing that. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. Why bother having access to it if you can just go to your friend's house and do it? Yeah. Like... That's true. You don't need it. No. In your house. No, definitely not. You know, your kid doesn't need an iPad. Yeah. They'll probably use it at their friend's house, and I think it's psycho to impose your rules on your kid's friend's parents. Like, you know, people who are like, no screens ever. Like, that's psycho. Yeah. But do it in your house. That's fine. Catch me drinking Orange Crush at my neighbor's house. Exactly. Because their parents don't love them. (laughs) Catch me watching uh, John Tucker Must Die at my friend's house in fifth grade. Like, that's okay. (laughs) Because her mom was Just at work. Shoveling fruit loops. Yeah. I had like a very strict limit on like the amount of television I was allowed to watch, which was why uh, I received most of the things that ruined my brain and exposed me to adult content too early uh, through books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is the old fashioned way, the way it should be done. Um, but. Not only that, but also on, like, the content. So, like, people tell me that there are, like, gaps in my, like, referential knowledge Mm. all the time. Because, like, I wasn't allowed to watch TV that was for adults. No. Until I was, like, 15. Even if it didn't necessarily have, like, crazy adult content in it. But I wasn't allowed to watch Seinfeld, Friends, like, The Simpsons, anything like that. That people think is, like foundational yeah i guess it was the same for me too actually i literally only watched like lizzie mcguire and recess me like, too the weekenders <laughs> until i was like 15 um, <laughs> honestly my, i read I a lot of adult books yes yeah i would also sneakily watch this is the double feature that i would watch every day okay, when i got home from school it's so fun so fun <laughs> so fun <laughs> well my mom wouldn't get home from work until like i don't know seven yeah it's time to watch judge judy I would get home from school at 2.30. Yeah. So it's prime time. It's a lot of time to do fuck shit, for real. <laughs> I would watch a show called Style by Jury. Yeah. Okay, and it's like this crazy makeover show where this person comes in and they're like ugly or maybe they're just like goth. <laughs> and... <laughs> Literally. Literally. Like, adult goths exist. They tried to eradicate them. Yeah. There's a genocide that we don't talk about. <laughs> and it was started by Stacey London and Clinton Kelly on what not to wear. Yeah, that's And that true. was the genocide against adult goths. It was. And it it's, like, propagated today when these people have to put on, like, cardigans to go to their fucking office jobs. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... These people would, like, walk into the room, and they'd be, like, interviewed, and the room would have a mirror in it, but it was a two-sided mirror. And they would be being judged by a jury of their quote-unquote peers, and then they would play the person the tape of what the people were saying about them and judging them for while they were in the interview. So it'd be like, oh, I don't know. She's, I can't tell how old she is. Like, she's just really dowdy. I guess maybe she's like 47 and the person's like 32, you know? So they're getting like majorly owned. It's a social anxiety nightmare, basically. basically. The beginning of this show. Yeah. It's like real life night terror in your social anxiety <laughs> edition. And then they give them this really intensive makeover where they can even get like plastic surgery and like veneers and sometimes they like send them to therapy and it's like okay obviously now they need therapy you put them on your psychotic makeover show (laughs) and then at the end they get they do the same interview but it's like their friends and loved ones that are in the secret room right and they're like not off anymore and they have fake teeth now (laughs) and then i would double feature that with the show that came on immediately afterwards which was called you are what you eat Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah. And there's, like, this tiny... So this was, like, eating disorder energy. Yes. The double feature. Yes. <laughs> there's this 
tiny, like, gremlin of, like, a British woman who goes into fat, ugly British people's houses and just sweeps all their bags of chips, like, off the covered shelves, like, into a garbage bag and then, like, yells at them and, like, wags her finger and then for some reason they get, like, a colonic. And they show it on the TV because it was like holistic nutrition, nutrition, like pseudoscience bullshit. And then she puts them on a juice cleanse for like two weeks and it like shows them exercising and you're like, oh my God, this person's only eating like 500 calories a day. Goals. (laughs) And they like are on some weird diet where they only eat like lean proteins and uh, like grains. And testosterone smoothies. Anyways, that was the eating disorder double feature. And my mom would come home and she'd be like, what are you watching? And I'd be like, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> the other eating disorder show. Mom, I'm eating skinny pop and drinking sugar-free cranberry juice. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> what would you watch if you got to like stay home sick? Because like, I know what mine were for like daytime. Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. Okay. <laughs> Hot. And Hercules, the Disney film, and possibly Jurassic Park 2. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I would always watch daytime television. Okay. So I would watch like, um, like Tila Tequila reruns. Yes. Because oh, they would play them in the middle of the day. I did go through a phase where we had Rogers on demand. Yeah. And I would watch, I watched all of Tila Tequila, A Shot at Love, and My Super Sweet 16 when I was homesick with Mono. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Those are mono moods. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess we should just knock off the last one, which yeah. is like we're talking about whether or not astrology is the gateway to fascism. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's like, this is also a job. Inventing slurs <laughs> is a job, but. Inventing types of fascism. So is inventing. Every month, there's someone whose job it is to be like, hmm, what is the gateway to fascism this month? (laughs) Okay, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. Astrology isn't fascist. (laughs) (laughs) And like, anything can be fascist if you make it your entire ideology. Because fascism is primarily about extreme ideology. Right? Yes. So, So, sure, astrology can be fascist. Because astrology is based on a set of characteristics that you can't necessarily change about yourself. Immutable, yeah. Literally, you know, what month, day, time you were born on, in which place or whatever. If you give people who have tendencies towards dividing people and judging them based on immutable characteristics that they can't change about themselves tools, Mm -hmm. they will use those to be like exclusive to parse who they will and won't be around to deride or celebrate other people regardless of whether or not that's astrology or as something else yeah yeah it it's, could be anything it's, it's it could be fucking like it's tribe skin color like yeah. a sign type assigned sex like i mean i guess myers Briggs type is more within your control and your yeah astrological but like, chart but <laughs> you're right it's like people are going to do that no matter what like everybody makes judgments on other people based on information that they have available to them yeah whether it's accurate or not and people have the innate desire to group with individuals that they consider to be like-minded well, people are tribal yeah yeah so, of course yeah but it's not problem. It's just that if you're the type of person who puts a lot of weight on things about people that are outside of their control, yeah, and you'll ap- apply those sometimes in like malevolent ways. It's not because of astrology. No, you would do that with any anything system that you felt like suited the pro- your practices, right? Like suited your, your desire to do that. Yeah, exactly. But like, I think it's fine if people want to, you know, get into astrology. I just don't think that most people that like astrology take it as seriously as these people would have you believe. Like, if you're choosing your roommates and your friends based on their astrological signs, you're, you're crazy. Like, I know so many people, and you should just be written off for other reasons, unrelated to astrology, 
because all you're doing is shining a light on your on prejudice. A, on a pattern of behaviors that you have. Yes. Through the lens of astrology. <laughs> the lens of astrology. Absolutely. Because I mean, like, I was thinking about this and I was like, I obviously I liked astrology and you liked astrology and we're friends with lots of people who liked astrology. And we're not biased here. <laughs> but even the people that I know that like astrology, maybe I just don't associate with people who are this kind of hard-lined or black and white <laughs> about anything, let alone silly stylines, who would not hang out with somebody or date somebody that they liked yeah. and enjoyed spending time with because of what time of year they were born. You might, you know, fuck with your friend for being a Virgo or whatever, be like, oh, yeah, you're Virgo-ass, loser. Um, but if you like someone but you're not gonna stop hanging out with someone because they were born in September no because that's crazy listen if you want (laughs) to use it as an excuse to like break up with someone that you just started dating because you like need a reason like that's fine (laughs) like if you're like oh you're a Gemini like this isn't gonna work because you already weren't feeling it that's fine but if you actually think that that's crazy of course right yeah but like I don't think that there's anything wrong with people like wanting to know what their astrology sign is or like putting meaning on it for themselves personally. No. And everybody I mean, needs that thing that you're like, oh, this is why I feel this way, right? Like, you can't use it as an excuse, but it's good to feel like life isn't meaningless for some people. Definitely. And I don't think that you even need to... You can believe in it to different degrees Mm -hmm. and you can still, I don't think I believe in it that much, but I still obtain a certain amount of enjoyment from it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. You know? And one thing that I I think that is also part of the astrology discourse that where a lot of people, because I I tweeted about this, but I had to mute it where I said, you know, astrology is dumb but fun and not inherently harmful yes (laughs) and people were being like well it is because even if it's not fascist it's still the propagation of pseudoscience Whatever. and it's like you can't assume that anyone that holds one belief system is automatically less educated unscientific yeah because there are like plenty of people who are uh who practice organized religion who are scientists and we're not saying that they're not allowed to be scientists scientists and even you're not calling it pseudoscience just because they're christian right <laughs> yeah or whatever exactly it do- doesn't yeah make sense it's particularly if the beliefs have nothing to do with the field of science that you work in yeah and like if you're you know a chemical engineer and you believe in star signs honestly fucking good for you why does it matter same way you can be a physicist who like happens to be a christian i was gonna say there's a <laughs> large number of physicists that are quite religious yeah it's a thing yeah and that's fine and, and it's not necessarily first of all it's not contradictory second of all it is absurd to assume that people are incapable of rational thought (laughs) rational thought but also holding a full set of ideas opinions and beliefs that don't necessarily go together in your linear understanding of how people should feel and comport themselves (laughs) you know I just, right. I just think it's ridiculous, and I, I think that it's actually laughable to imagine that there are a bunch of, you know, tiny, wispy, ethereal <laughs> Hitlers who are checking their co-star app when they wake up <laughs> in the morning, finding new ways to... Hitler was an Aries. <laughs> of course he was. He was. <laughs> No, but I think it's commendable to, you know, be committed to a belief system as long as you don't let it cloud your judgment. Like, I'm going to give a shout out to a listener who recently contacted her birth mom to get her birth time so that she could complete her (laughs) astrology chart. 
I think that that's commendable. Astrology is bringing <laughs> people together. And then said, don't talk to me. I just wanted to know what time I was born. Literally, I texted my dad for the first time in years one time where I asked him his birth time. See? And I found out he was a triple Sagittarius. And then you were like, hmm. dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we should talk about the internet. The internet? The internet. The internet. I feel like we haven't been talking about the internet this whole time today. Internet heavy episode to make yeah. up for the fact that I don't have internet in my apartment. Okay, true. Do you feel cleansed? No, because I was like, had to go to the bridge, had to download something before I came back. Here. <laughs> okay. And I'll have to go to upload this. Okay, true. <laughs> do you have a beep this week? I do. Okay. So it's the beginning of November mm-hmm. here in Canada. Scorpio season. Scorpio season, Remembrance Day season, okay. November 11th, mm-hmm. which means that the poppy pushers are out in full force. <laughs> Where are you seeing them? I haven't encountered them. Um, at, the, at the LRT stations oh. in the mall. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do they get mad if you say no? They expect you, so... I feel like this isn't a thing everywhere, so maybe we should explain briefly. Oh, okay. So in Canada, in from the beginning of November until November 11th, organizations that are affiliated with the Canadian military sell like little felt poppies that you pin to your jacket because poppies are a symbol of remembrance because they grew out of the soldiers' graves in World War II. Um. So the guy who wrote the... Flanders Fields poem was Canadian Mm -hmm. and I believe it was the first world war that this battle happened but Mm -hmm. basically like because of all the blood that was in the fields it caused like a bunch of poppies to grow because they needed like iron to grow right so it's like a symbol of like remembrance for our troops right and you're supposed to donate at least 10 cents and then the money goes to like veterans organizations. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're not wearing one, like people really like judge you. Mm-hmm. But my question is like, okay, listen, you could be like, oh, I don't want to wear one, but I still like bought one to donate money. But then it's like, this money really isn't even really going to veterans organizations. So yeah. like, if you want to support people who like have been in combat, mm-hmm. why don't you just donate actual money to a real charity? And, like, people shouldn't be questioning me if I'm not wearing one. It's not really their business. I literally made dinner for my brother last night. So, (laughs) you're welcome, veterans. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm friends with your brother, so you're welcome. (laughs) There we go. We really did have this. Like, I think that the way that Canada has treated our veterans is a disservice. It is. I think people come out of the Canadian military with all sorts of problems and yeah. they haven't been supported. And obviously, like, I don't think that imperialist war is right, but I don't think that people who work for the military are bad. So yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of nuance that, like, needs to be observed there. I do think that these people deserve support. And I don't literally mean the troops. I more so mean that these people at least deserve social programming. Yes. But I don't want to wear a military symbol. No, I don't want to. And I don't think that it's helpful. No. And it's not something that I support. So why should people make it a whole thing where it's like, oh, if you don't wear one, then you're not supporting like veterans. It's like, no, I don't support the military. This this is the same as like when I didn't wear an orange shirt on orange shirt day mm-hmm. for like the residential schools campaign or whatever. It's like, no, arguably like my indigenous activism doesn't come down to wearing an item of clothing. It's an empty, it's an empty gesture. Exactly. Like they, they were really the, the beginning, the poppies were really the beginning of like not necessarily armchair activism, because I have guess you have to get off your ass into at least a mall or a grocery store foyer. But essentially, but like, like, yes, yeah. precisely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and anyways, I was just thinking about this because I kept seeing Facebook posts that were like, guys, like just because Halloween is over, it doesn't mean it's like Christmas season now. Like 
<laughs> like, oh. Remembrance Day comes between Halloween and Christmas. Oh, yeah, that classic banner Hallmark holiday, Remembrance Day. Get fucked. It's not Remembrance Day. <laughs> Remember we talked Day about Remembrance season. Day bangers? <laughs> yeah, because we talked about Veterans <laughs> Day. At my, uh, my middle school, they let the the older kids plan the Remembrance Day mass. <laughs> yeah. And they showed the music video for My Chemical Romance's Ghost of You. <laughs> At my school one time, we watched Wake Me Up When September Ends music video, and then a girl had an epileptic seizure in the middle of the assembly <laughs> and she had to go to the hospital. Honestly, that's Cream, she funny. ended the assembly. Thanks, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> They did all these like dramatic act outs where like 14 year olds were like, like military pretending to die in like World War II and stuff. And then there's like the wife waiting for the letter that never comes. <laughs> I, I remember in high school, they would always make the drama students like do something in the Remembrance Day assembly. Yes. And it would be just like, it would also be like silence. So you would have to watch like a five minute silent play of people yes. holding guns and like putting them up and like walking around and changing positions. <laughs> and like literally nothing was happening. Like I was like, this is not like Cadet Kelly. Like what is going on? <laughs> the Canadian education system is failing. It is. And the Remembrance Day assemblies slash masses if you went to Catholic schools, why? Yeah. <laughs> I do not go off. I'm glad to know that the Catholic school system and the public school system were united in their horrible fucking remembrance day <laughs> assembly with a silent play. I wish, <laughs> I wish Alice was here right now so I could find out what they did at art high school. <laughs> Probably same, but just slightly oh, also, better. Also, they had like the least worst trumpet player play like Reve, but they would always fuck it up because there was never a good trumpet player. So yes. it would always be off key. We had one good trumpet player one time. Yeah. Which you're supposed to play on a cornet, but they yeah. were never good enough, so they would have to play it on the trumpet. <laughs> My brother played the trumpet. Which brother? The one where he was a troop. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. I could yeah. see him playing trumpet, actually. Honestly, he was dead at it. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've always been grossed out by brass because there's a lot of spit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as I hear the word spittoon, I'm like, nah, I'll take the flute. My, that is spit too. Not yours, because you didn't play. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Please acknowledge me as a femme icon. I just pretended to play the flute. My high school got mushrooms that grew in the carpet of the music room, because people would empty their spit valves into the carpet. Oh my god! That's a Reddit-style horror story. Yeah. That's right up there with cum shoebots in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, support vets, but fuck remembrance day. Yeah, I will, I will not be wearing the floppy case here. I decided. Yeah. No, me neither. I didn't think I've worn one since. I don't think I Maybe, like, high school? I, I feel like I've caved a couple times and put it on, like, the day before the day of. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't care about looking like an asshole anymore. I took a course in university for like just a, an elective or something and it was called photojournalism <laughs> and we were supposed to do a remembrance day themed photo mm-hmm. but i just pretended that i had taken a picture of my brother in uniform i would fake it every week i would never go take a picture what do you mean i didn't even have a camera what do you mean i just what were you submitting pictures i had just already taken i would just try and find one that <laughs> fit the theme I was like, you think I'm going on a field trip every week for this class that I'm taking for an elective? Get fucked. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> My final project was Seven Deadly Sins themed. What'd you do? I don't know. There's just a picture of me like eating chips and stuff. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>, well. <laughs> you have a beef this week? I don't. It was probably just going to be whiny. If you okay. have a hobby or a job or even a class and you're in a Facebook group for it and people try to be cute and funny in it, but like every time you open it, it makes you feel like you need to go back on antidepressants, even though you OCC. recently have a clean bill of mental health. That's a big problem. You have a clean everybody. bill of mental health? Oh. Recently, as of when? <laughs> Not officially. Oh, okay. okay. I gave my Clean bell of mental health because I'm a doctor but also a psychiatrist. Oh. <laughs> okay. I just, every time I open that, I'm like, 
literally 10 seconds from Googling, like, most painless suicide massacred. (laughs) I've, like, turned off notifications for some people in that group. Oh, you can do that? You can turn off notifications from individual people. Because I'm like, I'm never going to want to be on that person's show. Why would I ever need to see anything they say? Right? Yeah. I would never need to know. Yeah. Well, it's just there's two two groups. And one of them, the, this, these are Facebook groups for comedians. And they're so deeply unfunny that sometimes I see, I, it, I go so long without seeing something funny in one of these groups that I start to think that I'm the problem. I'm like, maybe my brain broke and I don't understand the humor anymore because there's no way that a Facebook group that's full of comedians can be this deeply, fundamentally unfunny. And yet? And yet. It keeps happening. Anyhow, I think I'm going to become Anne Prim just because of comedian Facebook group. Got a dumb bitch of the week? I do. It's time for... Dumb bitch of the week. <laughs> I love it when we harmonize. <laughs> Dumb bitch of the week. <laughs> Dude, my roommate had this white microphone. Okay. That was a T-Pain mic. Oh, So it auto tune yeah. your voice in real time. Yeah. I really That's want. That's awesome. We should find one of those. I'm sure Mike has something that could auto tune us. <laughs> you want to well, I can download something on my computer, but it's not the same as a T-Pain mic. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <point>. True, true. <laughs> God, I wish millennials hadn't killed Toys R Us. <laughs> okay, so this one's short and sweet, gets right to the point. This guy in my Twitter request just said, I'd come in your mouth all day. Great, thank you. <laughs> Didn't ask. Oh, thank God, I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> Him, multiple shots on goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's just like this girl that's being weird. Oh, there was also a guy who replied to one of my tweets, and I think he's honestly just like a sweet old man who doesn't know how Twitter works. Right. Because all of his tweets are just like, Robert, would you like to get a coffee? <laughs> you know, like he's trying to message people. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he follows me. And I tweeted saying that I'm I'm convincing myself that I'm just camping out uh, while I'm living in my tiny apartment that's, like, full of uh, stuff. And he responded to my tweet and said, let me know how your camping trip goes, Bruce. That's cute, actually. (laughs) It's really, really cute. It's like a fake account? No, it seems really real. Okay, And his name is just, like... Bruce one eight zero four seven six or something. Uh, so, you know, he just went with like the suggested Twitter name. Okay, honestly, I kind of like that. <laughs> I'll read you some of his tweets actually. Yeah. He's this is like a side segment from uh, from Dumb Bitch of the Week. I'm not calling Bruce. This is good bitch of the week. Yeah, this this is really cute actually. Oh, cute! He responded again. He said, "Let me know how your camping trip turns out." Bryce, and then he said, I have lived in the same apartment building in Washington, D.C. for many years. In July 2018, we were relocated to another apartment building two blocks away. This enabled the owners to renovate our building. When I moved here, I had 80 boxes. I was camping out, too. I like him. (laughs) Me, too. Honestly, I'm going to follow him back. (laughs) You should. (laughs) He tweeted, Battle of Gainesville, Florida, doodle search. Then he tweeted the Wikipedia article to the Battle Good. of Gainesville. <laughs> He's just like, where he tweeted, where can I find your movies? He tweeted, are rich people attacking Trump? Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King is a lunatic. <laughs> He just signs all his tweets. It's honestly, and half of them are just his doodle searches. I love that. Love you, Bryce. Thank you. (laughs) Should we do tweets of the week? Sure. I'll go first. Okay. This is from Alyssa Schooner at Mm -hmm. Alyssa underscore S-C-H-O-E-N-E-R. Okay. 
we've all been in love with a drug dealer at least once or twice in our lives. It's okay. It feels good to talk about it. <laughs> were you in love with a drug dealer? Yeah, were you? Absolutely. Duh. <laughs> we've all been in love with a drug dealer once or twice and it's okay. It feels good to talk about it. Absolutely. Honestly, I'm really glad that I dated so many people who sold weed when it was still illegal because now I'm really good at rolling joints. Yeah. And I can do them on any surface. Nice. <laughs> That's impressive. That's a good skill. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> also, like, at least if you're dating drug dealers when you're young, they have money. Mm-hmm. Because most people you date when you're young can barely even pay rent. Yeah. Why don't like, go to the movies with you if it's not on Tuesday? I guess drug dealer has a different connotation now, but, like, I was going to say, and, like, at least they have weed because you're going to smoke it anyways. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah. There was this girl who's like sort of a comedian here and she did this whole bit where she was like, I've never paid for weed, hot girls, am I right? And Sophie in the back were like, what? And then then she lost us because she said, I've never packed my own bowl. And I was like, what? (laughs) I got weed for free last week and I intended to re-gift it to my brother. Yeah. For his birthday, but then I lost it. Oh, did you lose it in your lungs? <laughs> no, I just swallowed the whole nut. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You have a tweet? I do. Okay, my tweet is from Sasha okay. at Sailor Moon Tat. Okay. And he tweeted, being pretty is a form of being smart. That, that's absolutely true. It's about social smartness. Social intelligence. Physical, tangible intelligence. Kinesthetic knowledge. Exactly. <laughs> my intelligence is that I'm aware of my body and that other people want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my activism. <laughs> Honestly, great tweet. That's so funny. <laughs> It is beneficial yeah. to be attractive, though. It literally can change your life outcomes. So <laughs> Yes, it does. Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> Everybody take that into their day-to-day. And if you get something for free, think, is it because I'm pretty? And is that smart of me? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when my car got fucked and I kept just getting offered rides to like my various car appointments yeah. and I was like oh my god thank god I'm pretty literally, <laughs> literally the tow truck driver drove me across the city thank you <laughs> it would have been like a $40 Uber yeah really bad not good alright shall we log off shall we log off alright okay cool thank you everybody for listening bonus episode coming soon and have a good week Bye. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. <laughs>